Hey everybody, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy with this week's hashtag Hey19 Show. I want to put a big shout out to David back in the studios making everything look so good all the time. So thank you, David, for making things look good all the time. I want to thank nrmstreamcast.com for being able to be part of all this hashtag Hey19. And this is just a cool place that I can do an hour show and, and get your mind off things. And today, I tell you what, I have a great guest on. I got a great co-host with me today. I want to thank Tim Hortons. So they are a sponsor now. So thank you, Tim Hortons. I love you. I love your breakfast. I love your, your iced coffee. So thank you, Tim Hortons. So I uh, just want to put a shout out to you guys as well. I uh, got some big news with Tim Hortons next Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. And um, that's enough said, but we got big Ed Watkins with us today. We got Joshua Spears co-hosting with me. Joshua, are you there? I am, Johnny. How you doing? Outstanding, buddy. There you are. All right. Hey, listen, do me a favor. Take the hat off. I, 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 have you got your hair cut in, in 60 days? No, you haven't. Uh, it's a pretty rough deal, <laughs> you got to get out the old Toby. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, man, how, how, how's this whole quarantine thing going for you? You know, it's not too bad, man. Just, uh, doing the homeschool with the kids, obviously, that's a lot of fun. And I'm fortunate I live out in the country and I have some property. So I've been spending a lot of time outside and, you know, trying to make the best of it, limiting how much TV I watch as far as news. Um, but overall, it's going okay. It's going okay. Just trying to reconnect with with everybody. You know, use all that great time with my kids. Sometime down the road, I wish I had it. You know, so I'm trying to remind myself of that when they're going crazy. <laughs> hey, real quick, just real quick, before we get Ed on here, how many miles did you ride on the bike today? Uh, I only went 15 today, but I went this route that was all hills, so it wasn't it wasn't as glorious, you know. But but there were there were some really long hills, so yeah, it was it was fun. I like that. It was all uphill, right? All uphill. Sure, Joshua. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, Joshua, I can't thank you enough for being on here. Ed, we have you on here. Big Ed Watkins. Johnny D, great to see you guys. There he is, the man, the legend in the house. There he is in person. Hey, what, how's this whole quarantine thing going for you? Are you I'm going nuts, crazy? man. Looking for something to gas. I'm out here gassing boats at Ed Watkins Marine. We're gassing boats on the lake. We're gassing boats out here in the service department. We're ready to go back to racing, man. That is so awesome. Ed, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with me. I met you about 11 years ago, and you're one of those guys that as soon as I met you, there was something special about you. And I can see now why you've been around NASCAR for over 20 years. You played college you know, uh, football, and, and now you're a business owner. I got to ask, Ed, what was it like going from football? I mean, like you're on the top of your game, you know, you're in uh, uh, alignment for ECU, and then and then you get a call to come like hang out and do like NASCAR stuff. Were you even a NASCAR fan? Yeah, it was a dream come true. Um, college football, NASCAR is the two things that I grew up watching and had that opportunity in the late nineties to be with the rainbow warriors and Jeff Gordon with Ray Evernham at Hendrick Motorsports on the DuPont 24 was pretty cool. And man, it just seems like yesterday it was my very first race was the uh, Winston million uh, when uh, Jeff Gordon and Jeff Burton 
went door slamming into turn three and four there in the old configuration of Darlington. And now uh, that was my first race. I was like, man, this is easy. So from that point on, I was pretty spoiled and um, been just absolutely blessed and fortunate to continue on um, racing. But uh, the transition from college football into racing was just very similar. You know, you got the rush of, you know, being in front of, you know, 100,000 people in a football stadium, you know, in, in, in the racing aspect of things, you, you know, you go to Bristol Motor Speedway and you, you look everywhere and there's grandstands and, and seats and it's just an adrenaline rush to be in front of that size of, 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 of platform, you know, participating and, and performing where just a tenth of a second, like to put in perspective, one second on pit road is the length of a football field at 200 miles an hour at Daytona. So you can see through all these years, just, you know, the, the human um, pressure cooker that, that, that you're in as a, as a pit crew guy. And, um, you know, what these crew chiefs and drivers and pit crew coaches go through and scrutinize. Because nowadays, you know, at Joe Gibbs Racing, we've got Coach Gibbs. He's got cameras everywhere on us. So every time we're going off the wall, his staff is dissecting film back at the shop to get that little bit of cutting edge of advantage over the competitors. So uh, every week we go out there dominating and winning on pit road and winning races and winning championships. Hey, Ed, tell me this story. I heard a story about Ray Everham um, giving you um, money for a tank of gas and a Subway sandwich to come to the race shop. <laughs> tell me about all that. Yeah, that was uh, back in the days of he had to basically volunteer time. I was sweeping the shop floor. I was still in school. I was still at ECU. Just finished up my eligibility with football, and I was like, this is a great opportunity to go ahead and start getting into the NASCAR things. And I met and got connected with Ray Everham, and uh, to be a part of the Rainbow Warriors was awesome. And then for them to be able to pay my expenses for traveling four hours one way back and forth two times a week and on race day, uh, he would uh, he would pick up my fuel bill and pay and, and give me a Subway sandwich for my troubles. Uh, that was in 1997, and I guess he knew a good way to keep me on board was uh, was to go go for my belly, and uh, that was right to my heart. So I've, I've been with him for a long time. Hey, Ed, you know, uh, hey, tell me, like, there, there's a lot of people that don't even know, like, you know, people are watching right now saying, okay, I don't even know what NASCAR is and stuff like that. So you go from playing football to being on a pit crew, and at first you were a Jackman, correct? Yeah, Jackman 1997 through 2010. So, so how much does that Jack actually weigh? Jack weighs 40 pounds, race car weighs 3,400 pounds, and football, I thought a 250-pound linebacker shooting A-gap coming right at you as you snap the ball was a freaking adrenaline rush. That ain't nothing compared to the first time in the Daytona 500, you're up on the wall and you got 43 cars coming at you at interstate highway speed. <laughs> And I was just gonna, I was just gonna ask you what that was like the first time that you're up on the wall with the jack, getting ready, and you have 43 cars out there. Just walk us through a little bit of what that first, you know, 12, 13 seconds was like for you. Yeah, I don't remember a bit of it. It was such an adrenaline <laughs> rush. Uh, 
you know, and that's stuff that really kind of looking back on it, there's some bits and pieces of throughout the years, but the thing that I learned really quick in terms of mental preparation and mental performances is, is, is if you're thinking about what you're doing, you're done. So what I did was something that Ray Evernham had instilled in Jeff Gordon for many, many, many years was just mental preparation in that mental visualization game. And something that he instilled in us back in the late nineties was think about how many times you can put yourself in that last pit stop for the win in the Daytona 500. If you can visualize yourself, we did this all winter long, visualizing as a pit crew, that very last pit stop for the win in the Daytona 500. Little did I know in 2020, I'd be going through the same scenario coming up to the last pit stop for the win in the Daytona 500 in 2020. What was that like? Just take us through, you know, those, those that are watching that are NASCAR fans, you know, we know what the Daytona 500 is to other people. They're like, okay, it's just a race. But what was it like for you to win the Super Bowl? Basically, you know, uh, the, the first race of the season. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. You know, you can't say enough about Denny Hamlin. What a wheel man. What a race car Joe Gibbs racing um, prepared and, you know, execution from uh, Gaypart, our crew chief, to the engineering staff and everything. And, uh, you know, Denny drove his ass off. Uh, that last lap, you guys remember, with uh, Ryan Newman. We came by, we took the white flag. But before that, remember, it became a wreck fest there at the end. So Daytona, the super speedways, are always a fuel mileage race. And what I mean by that is you have very little tire wear, so you're running your fuel windows. And of course, the less time you're on pit road creates more of advantage in terms of track position and being out front. So our last stop, we pulled, uh, Chris Gaypart pulled some amazing pit strategy that enabled us to basically jump the field on pit road. We picked up a considerable amount of track positions. We had clean air. Denny had a fast race car. He's an incredible super speedway racer. So we come by leading the race in the Daytona 500, taking the white flag, and we had had those green-white cautions, uh, green-white yellows before that. We had yellow flag, yellow, yellow flag, wreck after wreck after wreck leading up to that last lap. So we were actually to like the Daytona 515, I believe. We had, we had gone um, an additional 11 laps from what the scheduled – distances. So we were on fumes. We took the white flag. I'll never forget this. Leading the Daytona 500, going into one, going into two. And the cars behind us, Newman, and uh, they, they, they tandemed up. They got a good run. They went by. And as soon as they went by, Denny side draft them, got tucked up in, started getting some forward momentum, followed them up through three and four. Um, Newman's leading the race, coming to the checkers to win the Daytona 500. He comes down low to try to block the run that the second place cars got. They end up collecting. Um, by the time he goes by us, I just remember cars are wrecking. And then all of a sudden our spotters just screaming, Denny screaming. And next thing you know, we're off the wall. We're dumping Gatorade on top of our heads, water, yahooing, high-fiving, <laughs> hugging, just loving and uh, Daytona 500 champs for 2020. 
That is awesome, man. Congratulations. Hey, um, you know, Big Ed, I got Joshua Spears. He's a good friend of mine, motivational speaker as well. Why don't you say hello to him? Big Josh, what's Joshua, up, Big Ed? Hey, no, Joshua. Much, you... I Go ahead, Joshua. Watching that race. As that, I remember watching that race. It was such an amazing ending and watching Denny fight his way to the front and then back. Um, you know, and the thing is, I see your football jersey behind you, and I know you have a great career in NASCAR and an amazing business, but I'm just curious. I played football in college a little bit myself. And, you know, how many of those traits that you learned in football made you successful in being on the team in NASCAR, you know, and, you know, you already mentioned that they have video that they tape, but do you guys have like training camp and drills that you do? And then obviously the team mentality, but I just like, like, it seems like the football prepared you for this. And then now you're in the business. It's like a nice track up. I was just curious if you talk about that for a minute. That is an awesome, awesome question. And I think about that a lot. I really do. I lay in bed thinking about that because I reflect back. I remember, I'll never forget, scared shitless at ECU as a freshman, getting the living hell beat out of me in Oklahoma drill. But you know what that taught me was to not quit. I'll never forget as a freshman in 1994 at ECU, in the middle of the night, you'd hear the damn uh, dorm rooms, all the dormitory rooms opening and closing. And you'd hear people kind of walking through the hallway and leaving at night and cars leaving and stuff like that. And you'd get out to practice at 7 a.m., the smell of swamp gas coming up off the ground. And all of a sudden, the line that you were in just got a lot shorter. And the one thing that I learned was, you know, you never quit. And that's so important in terms of racing and in, and in life and in businesses. You just you just don't quit. And football instilled that. And you probably you know exactly what I'm talking about. Football instilled that you get your ass beat, you get knocked down, you got to get right back up. And that was something that you learned. What's so incredible about the game of football and to do racing. I've never seen a sport that is more of a human wood chopper than the, than the, than the, than the occupation of, of, of uh, NASCAR Cup Series pit crew. It is a human chopping block where one-tenth of a second every week can determine if you're keeping your job or if you're you know, getting shoved out of the way, next person in line, because there's 50 people behind you trying to take your job. But um, the whole aspect of college football and racing instilled in me just that never quit type of, of, of mentality. Racing back when I started, there was uh, no such thing as, as work hours. You would come into work and you honestly didn't know when you were going home. We had a limited amount, of, had a limited crew, and it was just a passion to work on these race cars. And then the, the pit crew stuff started coming in after, you know, after work hours. So there was quite a few times in the, my early days where, you know, we weren't leaving until 11 o'clock at night from the race shop and then having to fly out the next day to get to the racetrack. But the, the biggest thing is just the, 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 the whole aspect, and you can relate to this stuff, is through anything and through life, just and it, and it's like what we're going through right now. It's just that mental toughness, that mental game. And it's what is, be, what is between these ears and how can you just always know that you got to get up, that, that, no excuse, don't quit mentality of, um, you know, keep fighting, don't let up. Hey, Ed, one more, Ed, one Ed, more question. Go ahead. 
One more question on that on that thread, Ed. When it comes to everything going on right now, and I know with football, I remember the the, the winter winter, you know, after Christmas coming back and you know doing the spring practices and stuff like that. What do you guys do in the off season to stay sharp? And then what are you guys doing right now uh, with all this time off to keep yourself ready for when the cars fire up again? Yeah, the 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 off season stuff is a lot of you know just working out. Um, NASCAR is the longest professional sport out there. We run from February to November. So we go from Valentine's to Thanksgiving. So the month of December, we really don't do anything in terms of pitting a car. It's nothing but just rehab, let the, let the, let the body regenerate itself, um, works at workouts and so forth with that. Uh, and then we start getting back into it in January and then late January we're, we're ramped back up with, uh, full contact, uh, pit stops and stuff during the season. It's, uh, you know, film and workouts on Monday, practice Tuesday, practice Wednesday. And then at Joe Gibbs racing the 11 team that I'm with on Sunday, we pit the 18 Xfinity car on Saturday. So then we get live reps as a team on Saturdays in the Xfinity race. So that works out really well. And I tell you what, something you talking about just body um, regeneration and, and uh, kind of going from one extreme to the other. Uh, I'm extremely busy with Ed Watkins Marine. We've been staying really, really busy during this whole social distancing thing. What, what better way than, to buy a boat and go out on Lake Norman and, and um, you know, enjoy your just immediate family and just a closed type of situation with social distancing. But in NASCAR, we're going to be going from the shops are all shut down to April 7th or excuse me, May 17th. We're going to be wide ass open with Darlington. We'll be doing Darlington cup race Sunday, Darlington Xfinity Wednesday, Coke 600 Sunday, the Charlotte Xfinity Wednesday. We're going to be running eight races in uh, in like the month of, of May, uh, uh, averaging two races a week beginning mid-May. So in a half of a month, we're not even talking a full month of May. So in basically in like two weeks from what I'm seeing, it's looking like eight races. We're going to be on Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday schedule and uh, man that's a dream come true for me i love pitting race cars i love winning races and bring it on let's get rocking let's get the country back going what a better way than to going ahead and getting everything continue on preaching the social distancing let's stay healthy let's stay smart but let's get some damn nascar on tv on sundays for everybody to start watching start cheering for that number 11 fedex toyota and for Denny Hamlin, especially Big Ed Gas Mask, let's go out there and kick some ass and get the racing season going again. Ed, I love it. Ed, were you always a, a born leader, or is that some something you learned, you know, through football, out through NASCAR? And then, oh, what's that? Hanging out with you. What other? What better way than become like that, man? I like stage time with you, the NASCAR races, hanging out there with you, the. With, uh, with my man, my hero, Johnny D, but um, you, you're awesome, man. You really are, and it's an honor and privilege to be a part of this stuff, but you, 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 you know how it is. You surround yourself with winners. You have a background in competitive sports where you're always being pushed and you're always being motivated. It just starts rubbing in and becomes absorbed into you. It becomes a way of life.
You know, Ed, and, and you, you keep talking about team, 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 and you can have some really, really good guys or really good girls, you know, on, on, a, on a team, but sometimes, you know, they don't always mesh. Meshing on a small team like this, and, and there's so much going on in just a few seconds, is, is that something that, that you guys all interview? Like when you need a new tire carrier or you need a new jack man, is it, do you guys come together and find that person together? Or is it something that you just keep going through guys until you find somebody that meshes with the team? That's a really good question. Looking back throughout the years, I remember we've gone through some tire changers and I remember we recruited some of the very best tire changers on pit road we bring them over and it just doesn't work out. And it's all about that team chemistry. And you know what I'm talking about when that mesh, when you feel like when you're going over the wall and as being as a gas man, I know what that rear tire changer is doing. I know what he's thinking. I know what he, he knows what I'm thinking. We we're all meshing like gears, like a ring and pinion meshes in a transmission and personalities. We're together. We fly out like, you know, the season, the NASCAR season starts off, uh, with three West Coast races, so three West Coast races back to back to back. We're on the airplane from, you know, I think they flew us out Thursday, so we're out there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then come back red eye Sunday night. We do that three weeks in a row after the Daytona 500. So you've got to be able to be meshed in as a team. You got to be able to get along as a team, and you also need to be on the same page. And it's like I, I, I always um you know preach is drama free man we're family drama free and um it shows on that 11 pit crew it's uh all the joe gibbs racing pit crews are just awesome they've got an arsenal of some talent and they start cultivating that stuff early and they'll start putting them into the arca and xfinity and the truck races so they can start working them in but it's super super important to get that mesh with that team you just can't really you can't plug and play in cup racing it just doesn't work you've got to you've got to that that person needs to be able to bond with that team that person needs to be able to work in with that team and that person also too there's a lot in terms of pitting a race car and knowing your driver and knowing how denny comes in like denny comes in he'll come in he'll slide he'll lock the ass end up and he'll slide the rear of the car in so then he's pointed the nose out and as a gas man pitting him versus uh you know kyle larson and all the other um guys that i've been with you know you start picking that up and then it becomes second nature but every everything from chemistry with your road crew chemistry with your pit with your crew chief chemistry with your driver and chemistry amongst the pit crew is so critical now you know ed you know um you used to tell me stories about you guys doing like hot yoga and stuff like that. I mean, training wasn't always, you know, just like, you know, boot camp. You guys, you know, used to like kind of like do ballet stuff and hot yoga and, you know, biking and all these different things. What was the weirdest thing that you guys ever had to do or you guys wanted to try? The weirdest, most embarrassing thing ever we ever had to do was, uh, it was with a former team, so I can talk about this. They got on that freaking hot yoga kick and the yoga kick, and I'm an offensive lineman. Offensive linemen don't do yoga. I'm just a burly offensive lineman that just loves to split firewood and gas race cars and sell boats. I don't do yoga. <laughs> 
Well, they got us out there in the middle of the shop floor one time in the middle of the work hours. I'll never forget it. And they had us doing yoga in the middle of the shop floor during work hours at, at one of my previous uh, race teams. And that was just the most absolute embarrassing thing to have all my coworkers, all my peers that I work with during the day on the race cars, walking by and looking at us, making a fool of ourselves and all these downward dog and this, that, and the other type of positions. But, um, you know, it's, it, it, it is, it's part of, it's part of it. You know, injury prevention is huge with the yoga stuff. And, you know, what we do at Joe Gibbs racing is just incredible. I, one of the awesome, most awesome opportunities I ever had at Joe Gibbs Racing was not only winning championships with Martin Truex and, you know, in the hunt for the championship with Denny Hamlin last year, winning the Daytona 500 this year with Denny Hamlin, but being invited and attending and being a part of Coach Joe Gibbs's Hall of Fame induction into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And you're talking about a man that has two Hall of Fame rings. Only person I know of that is in two major sports hall of fame. So coach Joe Gibbs, of course, NFL, and then this past winter in NASCAR, uh, that was just an absolute honor and privilege to be a part of that. My cousin was able to accompany me, Ethan Albright. He was, he was the deep snapper for the Washington Redskins when, uh, when coach Gibbs was coaching the Washington Redskins in the, um, in the mid two thousands. So my cousin was able to come, and he saw and was able to connect with former ball players that he played with at Washington. And I was able to connect him to all the racing people. So between he and I, he knew all the Redskin people. I knew all the racing people. We were just, we were like the uh, the big man in campus when we came walking around inside the Hall of Fame induction for uh, for Coach Gibbs. Hey, Ed, we got to take a commercial break, but will you stay on with us? And then we're going to talk some more shop here just a little bit. Let's do it, big man. Is that good for you? All right. Awesome. Hey, this is Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy, telling you, be safe, have fun, and have yourselves an outstanding day. We'll see you in just a couple minutes.